Education today can be difficult and draining and amazing and fulfilling and so many things all wrapped into one. The dynamics of what we do can leave us needing every ounce of inspiration and motivation we can get. I've been a principal and educator for over 25 years, and I find my motivation and inspiration in many different places. As a principal, I often find it's my job to inspire and motivate and energize the team around me. I have to be the principal inspiration of my school, but what things inspire me as a principal? Welcome to Principal Inspiration, a podcast for educators. I'm your host, Rick Hunt, and these are my thoughts about the people and the stories, anecdotes, observations, and conversations that are my principal inspiration on any given day. My sincere hope in sharing is that you might be inspired as well. I hope this podcast leaves you feeling energized, challenged, and ready to go be awesome. Our students deserve nothing less. Every year on the news... Oh, right about this time of year, they start showing the pictures of the big 78, whatever it was, blizzard. Uh, you start seeing all these pictures of the giant drifts of snow, the, the, the tractor trying to push its way through this huge uh, pile of snow with, with 10-foot walls of snow down either side of the street. Your parents will tell you about the blizzard. I, I remember blizzard party. I, I don't know how old I was, but I can remember the idea of this blizzard party. It was snowing and windy and crazy outside. It was frigid, and our, our neighbor's walking over, and he's covered in snow. He looks like he's a snowman walking in from the outside. Lots of snow. Now, what I'm about to tell was not that snowfall, but this was, in my mind, a snowpocalypse type event. You know, one that shuts down the city, and it certainly shut down the schools. I'm going on 50, and back when we had snow coming, and you found out about it, and the next morning, or you wake up in the morning, you see all the snow on the ground, you started listening to the radio. And the radio broadcasters, oh, every 10 minutes or so, would begin to read the list. And they would start reading each school corporation that was either delayed, I don't even know if we had delays then, but each school corporation that was closed for the day. And you sat there with your fingers crossed, and they would go through the list. And if you didn't hear your name that round, well, you waited till the t- ten minutes later. Come on, you gotta, you gotta call it. You, everybody else is getting the day. You gotta call it, right? Now, some part of me uh, has has kept that excitement when I see it snow each and every time that I'm hoping for a snow day, right? Like. And this particular year, uh, I want to say we probably got about 12, I don't know, it might have been 15 inches of snow. It was a deep snow. It was a deep, thick snow. And I woke up, and sure enough, I hear Beaver Creek schools are closed. So, what do you do? Well, you, you get on your boots as soon as you're able to get out the door. You trudge over to your best friend's house, and you hang out. You start having fun, because that's what snow days were for. You know, why did you get so excited about a snow day? Because it meant a complete pause on everything else. The whole world that you'd been going through each and every day, all the activities and the lessons that you were doing, stopped. There was nothing to do but play in the snow. There was nothing to do but go out and roll a snowball or roll a snowman or get on a sled or explore. And so I trudged over to my best friend Randy's house, and he and I take off. We go out into the woods. Um, 
back through the woods into the cornfields. And, you know, you've got those uh, tree lines out in the cornfield, so you get the windbreaks. And up against this windbreak, I want to say, man, it, it had blown drifts probably eight feet high. These things were huge hills of snow. The excitement is you climb to the top of that. What we realized was that it was such a light snow underneath that as you climbed up, the crust that was on top would break and you kind of fall down in. Well, that's fun if you could try to softly climb to the top and get up there and then kind of push down and fall into it. You'd fall five or six feet down in the snow and you have to dig your way out laughing, covered in snow from head to toe. And we realized, hey, that's kind of cool. You can actually get down in here and you could tunnel a little bit. And suddenly we're digging these huge caves and tunnels through these long snow drifts. I mean, we probably had some tunnels that were dug in there that were 25, 30, 40 feet long. We were, we were creating rooms. We had houses. We'd punch a window so we could look out here and see where we're at. And then we'd continue to tunnel like moles through the snow farther and farther in. It was awesome. Get done with that. And we decide, hey, let's go check out the creek and so we go over to where we'd explored this thing for you know frogs and everything else in the summer and suddenly the creek had taken on a whole new look the snowdrift had blown across so that it was level and we knew it wasn't level right there were banks that probably dropped 10 feet down to where the creek level was and then 10 feet up and what we'd realized when we looked you could see where the snow had drifted across and kind of created these snow bridges across that little mini ravine where the, where the creek ran through. And so we were, we were digging down underneath to find them. And of course, at that point, we were actually slogging down into what was an unfrozen creek underneath. Uh, it was not cold enough at that point to freeze the creek solid, so we were cracking through the ice and getting our feet soaking wet, but we were underneath these little snow bridges, and it was just awesome to, to look at and to see and to have fun with it. Of course, knock the snow bridges down because that's what boys do. You make a snowball, you throw it up, you knock it down, or you take a stick and you knock it down on your friend's head as he's walking through it. Uh, we just had a good time. Now, we're out probably three, four hours. Parents get a little worried, not sure where we are. I'm sure they've called each other by now. Do you know where Rick and Andy are? No, I haven't seen them. They were here a little while ago. They went out to play. We haven't seen them. Didn't they get to your house? No. So I get home and my mom is upset. Rightfully so, to be honest. Right about then, my feet had started to thaw and began to hurt. Mom's panicked a little bit, I think, about frostbite, potentially. I mean, we've been out there walking through the water and everything else. We were soaked up to our thighs, um, soaked head to toe, really, because of all the melted snow up underneath the jackets. Man, we'd had a lot of fun. I just remember that whole day. I remember the entire day from the moment... I heard our school corporation's name called on the radio to that time when I pulled on my boots and walked to Randy's house to when we went out and explored and then we got back to my parents and mom was a little upset. He, Randy has to get home because his mom's looking for him too. And, but warming up and getting, you know, kind of going to dip in my feet and, and some water to kind of warm them up, make sure they don't have any frostbite or anything going on. I mean, just the whole day. I didn't think about textbooks. I didn't think about spelling list. I didn't think about the paper that might have been due. All of that was left behind for 24 hours. Now, I want to say that we actually were out for a couple of days in this, and, and we probably continued to have some fun. Now, I'm sure we didn't have the five hours of exploring the next day that we had that day, but in this particular moment, I remember just that first day, there was nothing else to do. No agenda, no list of things that I have to complete, no virtual uh, lessons or, or classroom that I've got to sign on to, no Google classroom where there's a stack of things to do. It, I woke up, school was closed, 
and I went and played. Now that has translated into my adult life as, a, as an educator. I still, I'm sitting here in my office right now watching it snow. Now this is not going to be that kind of snow. Uh, we might get a half inch that accumulates an inch. They said one to three this morning, but I think it was a little too warm. It is not that kind of snow. Now here in Southern Indiana, that could be considered a snowpocalypse. Who knows, might have a delay, could even be a cancel tomorrow. I don't know, but I'm telling you, where I came from in central Indiana, this would be considered a laughable snow, a pretty snow, but not a cancel school snow. But it still gets me excited. Just had a teacher text me and say, hey, tomorrow, uh, teacher's going to be out and she's, she's worried about having things posted well for the kids for what will be a virtual learning day if we have a snow event. As I sit here and watch the snow fall and have that little tickle of excitement in the back of my mind that, boy howdy, I hope they call our name on the radio tomorrow, I realize if they do, it just means a different kind of school day. Just a different kind of day that will have lessons and will have spelling lists and will have papers, will have reading, will have math. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not opposed to what we're doing now. I understand that there's a drive to continue to ensure that we are learning. Heck, if you give a snow day and you waive that snow day, if it's not something that picked up, there's a lot of man hour dollars lost. Being fiscally responsible with your tax dollars, that's something you got to consider. Parents are going to have to plan work around the fact that their students are off. There's that consideration. There's all kinds of considerations that go into snow day. Not everybody gets a snow day. There are a lot of parents and families and other people out there who don't have kids who are going to have to wake up in the 10 inches of snow and drive to work, right? They're going to have to get there as soon as they can, and a lot of them are going to have to be on time or they're going to get in trouble. They've got to have a day. Why should schools get to have a day off? Well, I get all that. I'm not going to argue whether or not we should or shouldn't have virtual days right now. Heck, we've had a lot of days lost with uh, with COVID quarantines and other things. Uh, now, not necessarily here, but elsewhere, um, we've been face-to-face pretty much all year. But we've had missed opportunities and minutes because we do have some students who are on virtual and the teachers have to stop repeatedly. And all of that takes time away from instruction for everyone. We've lost minutes. So I can understand the pressure that we're already a little bit behind and taking another day off doesn't quite feel right. But then, I wonder, I wonder why that day stands out in my mind. Boy, I didn't learn anything as far as from a book or about math equations or spelling words, but I had an incredible day of adventure. Something that will stand in my mind for, I enjoyed the entire day of exploring and and, and trying some new things. There wasn't any real science involved in it, but heck, I, I believe I learned a lot that day. One, that you can't stay out too long, you might get frostbite. But two, just in the friendship and the fun and the opportunity. And if nothing else, as an adult, when I look back, I learned that you can every once in a while just take an entire surprise pause and have absolutely nothing on your agenda and still come out okay on the backside. I wonder about this idea of a snow day, kind of getting lost into e-days and e-learning days and the pressures that we put on ourselves as school administrators and, and school personnel and within the community, the pressures that are there to not take a day off, 
not to pause and just let our kids have a snow day. Let our kids just have a, a day where they wake up and they see, now it would be, you know, you'd probably get the text, the call, the email, you'll see the name on the ticker on the TV, or you could look on Facebook and see it posted there that, hey, which kind of takes away from the anticipation of it. I really think we should just read the list real slow. Like all of the 19 school corporations to 30 school corporations in the area, read it really slow, right? And just kind of trudge through it so they've got to wait too. By golly, that was a rite of passage as a kid, wasn't it? But once they get to the point of knowing, they can roll over and go back to sleep for an hour. They can get out of bed and recognize they don't have to go and do any specific scripted activity. What would our kids learn to do if they suddenly had to be creative and figure out something? And I know. I get it. Like they can get on the computer and totally veg out on a video game, or they can totally, uh, you know, just get absorbed in this multiple episode Netflix binge. They could go connect on the internet. There's so many things that can not occupy a kid's time with imagination and exploration. How do we get to that, though? Could we create in these virtual days that we set up the opportunity? Should we tell our kids to go out and Make a snowball. Roll that snowball into a snowman. Hey, check this out. My, my daughter now here, I'm going to tell a story that is going to totally make me sound like the worst dad in the world. One of my third daughter, Carly, and I were, were chatting and Carly says, this is a snow day. We'd woken up, found it was snowing. I'm a teacher. I, I think I was a principal at the time. We had a day. I didn't have to go in. It had snowed like eight, nine inches. And Carly looks at me and says, hey, dad. I've never built a snowman. Oh, come on, Carly. What do you mean you've never built? Surely. I started thinking back, and Carly, at her age, I don't know that we'd had a really big snow where we had had the opportunity to get out and make a snowman together. We'd thrown some snowballs and had some fun and went sledding, but I couldn't remember making a snow. And suddenly I realized she was right. We had never built a snowman. Now, by golly, we went out and built the world's biggest snowman. We went outside and we rolled a ball. The first ball was so big we couldn't move it anymore. And so we ended up, I made two or three balls and put them together and packed them into this giant ball. And we set another one on top. We had to cut it and, and put it up in sections. The head was the same way. The head was probably as big as the, the, one of the larger snowmen I made myself as a kid. This sucker was nine feet tall. We had to use croquet balls instead of charcoal for the buttons and the nose and the eyes and the mouth. The scarf that we tried to wrap around its neck wouldn't even go all the way. It just kind of hung there limp with a huge gap. I had to go take the tree lopper and cut some branches, uh, four or five foot long branches off of the tree to serve as arms for our snowman. This thing was huge, and she and I had a ball. I just posted that as a Facebook memory the other day. It had come up, and I kind of lamented that I'm down here in southern Indiana. don't have much of a snow opportunity anymore. And then I missed the snow. And I realized it's probably, I missed a snow day. Would it hurt to tell our kids to go play in the snow? Would it hurt to tell them to use their imagination and come back and tell us about it? Maybe we have to structure it a little bit for them. I mean, no doubt this is a different world, right? Like the kids have all of these distractions and opportunities and things that they could do that aren't going outside and exploring. What if we were to create the right opportunity for our kids to go out and have that kind of, I don't know, maybe we don't. Maybe we just tell them to take a day off and have some fun and do what they want to do. What would be wrong with that? 
I mean, you as an adult, what would you do if suddenly your boss got on the phone and called and told you, hey, take a day. Now, I know, like this is unplanned, unsurprised, just take the next day off. It's completely paid, completely okay. You do you for a day. You just enjoy the day. No agenda, no work to do. Take a day. Take a snow day. Boy, I'm telling you, there's something about this that's important. I honestly believe, again, and I've said this multiple times uh, on my podcast around the idea that we are pushing too hard, too much, all the time as a society around lots of different facets of what we expect of our students and our children. Boy, howdy, what if we taught them that every once in a while it is okay just to take a day? To use a day just to step up. Boy, doesn't that go against everything you you feel is right? If you've got this work ethic and mindset that, I boy, I, I've got to do it for the man, right? Like, yeah, I, I feel that way. For me, to you ask my wife, if I take a day, even if I am miserable sick, if I take a day, I just worry and perseverate all morning about even calling in ill, just a day to get healthy. I don't think I've taken a day. Where I just said, I'm just going to do me. I'm going to go have fun. I will tell you, I did take three days. I took my daughters to Universal Studios one time right after Thanksgiving. We did the weekend and a couple of days after that. With travel time, is about three days out. And I did it because my, my dad had given me some funds to do. So I think I talked about this in another podcast. I did. And I can tell you that those are some memories that I won't ever forget. And I don't believe my daughters will. I am. I can remember every facet, everything that happened on that day when I woke up and they read the name and everything we did all the way through from beginning to end and enjoy the entire day. I wonder if Randy does too. I need to ask him. Still very good friends to this day. And part of it built on that opportunity. Exploring together and just having a day off. A snow day. So many things can happen in a snow day and they don't need to be scripted or structured or put together well. It doesn't have to be in a lesson plan or a Google Classroom. It doesn't have to be something that you have to do. I believe that in today's day and age, the stress that we feel as teachers, the stress that we feel as students, the stress that we feel outside of the education world in each part of our community, if we'd all just take more snow days, if we'd all just tell our kids, hey, take the day, Go outside, make a few snowballs, build a few snow forts, build a snowman, sled down the neighbor's hill, have some fun. We'll see you in a couple hours. I'll have some hot cocoa for you. You can watch your favorite TV show. Nothing scripted, nothing planned. Just go have some fun. If we all were a little more like Calvin and Hobbes and and uh, little Calvin and how excited he is each and every time there's a snow, right? And he goes out and makes all the different snowman creatures. One of my absolute favorite cartoon strips, if we would just allow our kids to take a day, if we just took a day, I honestly believe that's something that needs to be done more. I think we have got to take pauses in what we do. I'm I'm considering as a principal, what if we, and again, the kids might be here, but what if we just took a day? Even though we have to be here, if we're not going to do snow days other time, what if we took a day and when the kids walked in, it was a snow day within the school? And for that period of time, we now you can't have utter chaos, certainly. I'm not nuts. I, I am a principal and I do like to run a tight ship. I want the kids 
to have the right procedures and expectations so that we have the right culture in the school to allow for learning to happen. I don't want a free-for-all day, but within the structures and the norms that we would expect of our kids to take care of each other and be respectful of the school and themselves, to be safe and responsible, could we plan some activities that were just fun and allow the kids to explore, to look at some things, to do some things? Maybe if it's snowing, we make a snowball. Maybe if there's no snow, we make paper snowballs, paper snowflakes. Maybe we explore snow and think more about it. Maybe we just drink a cup of hot chocolate and curl up and read a good book. I don't know. I think more about this all the time, especially uh, as I sit here and watch the snow fall. The boy snow days were important. They were an important part of my life because if they... They, they gave that pause when I could just have some fun. And I think if you think back, you'd feel the same way too. You couldn't wait to hear your school called because it meant a day where you could just be you and just have some fun. A little more of that wouldn't be a bad thing in our lives. Finding ways to help our kids balance well. And that's what it's all about. I think a snow day is just balancing out the scale. We push so hard each and every day, that surprise once in a while opportunity just to relax and kick back and do your thing is balance. And balance is important to keep yourself sane, to keep yourself right. And, and this is proven out there, some of those pauses in learning actually allow you to have the energy and the mindset and even allows your thoughts to work in the background to get you where you need to be. Folks, I'm telling you, snow day is not a bad idea, especially one that is a true snow day. Just take a snow day. Come on, superintendents everywhere. Let's just have a snow day. I believe it'll help us be a little more awesome for our kids. They don't deserve anything less. 